Ouija Broads. This is Devin. And this is Liz. And today, Devin, I have an awesome story for you. In fact, many stories. You have many stories. I have stories. connected okay. under the cool title of The Secrets of Manitou Park. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. I love that you collected these stories under a title, because uh, I did mm-hmm. that for you, for not the one I'm going to tell you about today, but the one I'm going to tell you about next time. And it's... Nice. I mean, I guess you'll just have to wait. I know the suspense is killing me. Well, so people know the way we do this is we set up a time when we can actually both record and then we both go do our research. And then it's mostly a surprise what the other person is. It's so good. It's just like Christmas. It's creepy Christmas. Yeah. I kept meaning not to go back to the Spokane well so fast, but screw it. (laughs) <laughs> I know Spokane. I like Spokane. The weather got nice. So I've been at Manitou a lot. Manitou, everybody's in Spokane. It's on the South Hill. And I will tell you all kinds of cool stuff so that you, like me, can be incredibly tedious to walk around with. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Before you do that, can I tell you my my joke that's related to uh, us I think I already, love your jokes. I thank you. I'm so glad you do. I've um, if I leave it till the end, I think people can just stop listening, which is what cool. my husband does in real life. <gasps> so I want to make sure that I get it in the front of the episode. So yeah, you have to hear it. All right, Liz, you ready for this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you summon a Scandinavian ghost? I don't know. Yes, you do, because I told you it's with a Norwegian board. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> You're so good to tell jokes, too. You let me tell them a million times. <laughs> I forget this stuff a lot. Oh, All right. I have updates now that we've covered so many topics. I try to put them on the Facebook and the Twitter and stuff, but I have a couple updates. I yes. found out an update on Corbin Corbin. I'd like to hear more about Corbin Corbin. The man's okay, so nice for Corbin Corbin. He named his son Corbin Corbin Jr. No, stop it. No. Isn't that the meanest thing? <laughs> no. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Good Lord, what an awful man. Corbin Corbin Jr. didn't have any kids, as far as I can figure out, and he went by Joe, <laughs> which I would also do. <sighs> I... I went to Orcas Island this weekend with Kate, and we mm-hmm. met we met a um, I don't know what you call a group of llamas. We met a flock of llamas, and, <laughs> and they all had normal names like Harriet and, and Frida and stuff like that. Except for one was named Tugboat, <laughs> and I think I would rather be called Tugboat than Corbin yeah. Corbin. So I don't blame him for picking Joe. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I also have a Sasquatch update, Do which it. is our watch of Sasquatch Do information. It. So Scott Violet of Baker City, Oregon, has started the Blue Mountain Bigfoot Project, and he's going to work on finding Bigfoot in Northeast Oregon. And this guy is strapped and ready to go. He's got motion sensing cameras. Okay. He's got a drone. And he's got a paintball gun that he's <laughs> modifying to collect samples. I don't know how that works exactly. No, that's not how it works. It's not a vacuum cleaner. You can't do <laughs> suck in and blow out on that. I don't know. But okay, this is his plan. And he's he's getting serious about it. 
Okay. So good luck, Scott. And if you find something cool, you should come tell us about it on the show. Oh, bless you. Because I want to, I want to find Bigfoot in Northeast Oregon. Yeah, we. And do. I also wanted to tell people that you and I talked about it offline, and we decided we're going to add in other states as well. So yeah. we're going to talk about Idaho, Oregon, maybe a little Montana. Yeah. Maybe a little... I think we could get British Columbia in there, too, probably. I think we do. I'd like to talk to you about the Cadbriosaurus that's up there in BC. Yeah. So I am excited for people to chime in uh, with their Washington suggestions, but I think, like you said, we should start opening it up to uh, surrounding mm-hmm. states, our sister states. We want to make sure we love and support. Yeah, because we could do a whole show just with Washington, really, oh, yeah. for like 100 episodes, but oh, let's yeah. add in some other cool stuff, because there's some rad stuff out there. Yeah, remember, Pacific North Weird is pretty mm-hmm. intentionally broad. Oh, right. Oh, did you see what I did? <gasps> no, I didn't until you pointed to it. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> you know. I was looking at my notes and tuning out, like Damn such it. a good co-host. Terrible. All right, tell me more about Manitou Park. Okay, there's a lot of history and then there's a lot of ridiculous stories. So I'm going fast over the history because you can find a lot already yourself. And I will say, because I like to give credit where credit is due, a lot of this is from a book by Tony Bomonte and Suzanne Schaefer Bomonte called Manitou Park, A Reflection of Spokane's Past. Thanks, Bomontes. I got it from the library. Thank you, Bomontes. Thank you, library. Uh, They did some (laughs) cool historical research that I then supplemented. So, here's what we got. Manitou Park, it's about 90 acres. It has a lot of different sections, including Duncan Garden, which is a European-style formal garden. Yes. It's got a greenhouse, the Geyser Conservatory. It's got the Nishinomiya Japanese Garden. Yes. Rose Hill, 1,500 rose bushes representing over 150 varieties. Oh. A Dahlia Garden, a Lilac Garden, a Duck Pond. Splash pad, several playgrounds. It's a rad park. I like to go there a lot, actually. But it has all kinds of ridiculousness to it. I'll preface this with no ghosts that I know of, but lots of ridiculousness. Manitou was given to the city in 1903. It was called Montrose before that for the wild roses that grew in the area. Mm-hmm. But they renamed it Manitou, which they thought was an Algonquin word mm-hmm. for a big natural area like a hill. All right. It's actually a word for nature spirits, not necessarily nice ones. <laughs> uh, I think they got it from a Longfellow poem because okay. everybody would have had to read Longfellow as part of their education if they oh, went yeah. to school and got to be on naming committees or whatever. Oh, yeah. But Algonquins live in the Quebec area. <laughs> they are not anywhere near Spokane. It's not close by. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And Okay. So it was known as Manitou for a little bit there. Yeah. And then Manitou. And uh that's what they came up with for a name. It was mainly made to attract home buyers, actually. It was sort of an asset to get people to come live further up on the hill. Because you know, Spokane in nineteen oh three was booming, but was not the biggest city. Yeah. So the story starts back in 1879 when Francis Cook, who I am declaring until a new challenger arises, is my new history boyfriend, because he's so cool, and you're going to find out why. Dibs <laughs> okay. on Francis Cook Dibs for history Francis boyfriend. Cook. He's just got mutton yeah. chops that you're into. I bet that's it. 
You know I love a mustache that just goes ear to ear. <laughs> it's like a smile you can pet. <laughs> <laughs> you are just a marketing slogan machine. That's all it's I so do. so good. All right. So Francis Cook is a newspaper man. Okay. And in 1879, he moves his printing press to Spokane and starts the Spokane Times. Okay. S-P-O-K-A-N Times. Oh. Because he correctly thought putting an E on the end of Spokane would make people say Spokane. Fuck if that man isn't revolutionary. He's he knew so what smart. was up. Oh, no wonder you called yeah. dibs on that man. Oh, just wait. Here's my favorite story about Francis Cook is he apparently the reason why there's not like a Cook's edition like there is yeah. a Cannon District and Brown's edition yeah. and Glover Mansion and all this kind of stuff. Partly is because he lost a lot of money in the Great Depression. Partly it's because he feuded constantly with those guys. Oh. He had endless beef with them. He called them the ring. And yes. was really critical of how they were always looking after each other's interest. So at some point, he publishes something that pisses off Cannon. So it's your railroad-loving yeah. elk friend. Yeah, my elk he friend. He pisses him off. And Cannon and his son-in-law, B.H. Bennett, get their pistols and come to what? the offices of the Spokane Times and say they want a retraction. What? No, that's not... Yeah. Uh, okay. Continue. Yeah. Sorry. What? Yeah. Then there is a fight, and both <laughs> Cannon and Bennett end up severely beaten. And Cook, my history boyfriend, is completely fine. <laughs> so he's poor, but he kicks ass. Apparently, he's poor and he pisses people off, but you can show up with pistols, and he's like, nope, fuck that, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. All right. The Go they're, Francis. They're charged they're charged with attempted murder. But fortunately for them, the grand jury foreman, you know, the grand jury that decides whether they should prosecute. Oh yeah. The foreman is is James Glover. Oh thank God. So that was that. Oh the end. Thank God. I mean, I'm so glad they got a <laughs> fair representation and trial <laughs> with that. I guess they're <sighs> hand in Glover with him. <laughs> <gasps> Woman, you are on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding i don't know how your brain does it this is all i can contribute liz i'm <laughs> i'm not that smart i'm not a good dancer but god damn if i can't make other people uncomfortable with my wordplay <laughs> i love it and you are smart and you got a pair you can do something with so. I, yeah you're right i was just being modest <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Francis Cook bought all the land that's around where Manitou is now, right. and he wanted to develop it for housing. Right. So he and his partner think about, well, what do you do to get people to live in an area? So they have a couple plans. One is the park. All right. But first they come up with a motor trolley. It's the Wh first motor trolley in the area and its whole job is just to go up from downtown to manitou and back down so it's not pulled by horses it's electric mm. and it's fucking terrifying yeah so this thing has no <laughs> schedule there are sparks flying everywhere at all times there are when i looked up manitou there were so many stories about people who would like get off the tram and people would go 
Did you know your hat is on fire? <laughs> Did you know you are on fire right now from the sparks flying off this thing? And now picture this. So there's not really automobiles very much, but there is this terrifying motor trolley with sparks flying out and a lot of horses. So apparently it was a dull day when the trolley didn't panic at least one horse who thought Satan had come for it. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time right now. <laughs> It's just these ladies with their hats on fire and horses running around and they're like, yeah, this is going to get people to move here. Yeah. <laughs> Francis, They're going to love it. <laughs> I'm so good at marketing. You're so good at marketing. Liz, you know how to pick them. Oh, this oh, is yeah. the perfect history boyfriend for you. <laughs> I like to live dangerously. Yeah, you do. I don't. Oh, yeah, you do. This is how Anna Corbin's house caught fire. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it wasn't her See, at all. It wasn't she her was in the driving butler. the hell trolley. <laughs> okay. Among so okay, we've got a motor trolley that works mm -hmm. real well. Um, in 1910, they were coming down Washington Hill in a thing, and the operator passed out. <laughs> but. Jesus, take me now. <laughs> Fortunately, somebody got the emergency brake thrown on, but oh, that must have been exciting. I bet. My, at some point mm. in the newspaper articles I was looking at, they're just bitching about this thing because it's perennial. I'd say 70% yeah. of the stuff I found was advertisements to come live in the Manitou area. Okay. And a good 20% of it was people being like, this is the worst trolley system we've ever oh. seen. Oh. And one quote oh. included, there had been one of the usual car off the track incidents. <laughs> one of the usual. Sorry, what? <laughs> you know, you know, when the when the trolley car is firing sparks and panicking horses just goes off the goddamn track. <laughs> the trolley knew it was cursed. It was trying to die. It was trying to hurl itself in the Spokane River, and we kept pulling it back, Liz. Yeah. Oh, poor like, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so here's my favorite story about the trolley, though, and it's got our old friend, the famous architect Kirtland K. Cutter. Oh, yeah. So Corbin, Corbin Corbin's daddy, Joe yeah. Corbin's grandpa. Uh, <laughs> Tugboat mm -hmm. Corbin. Tugboat Corbin. <laughs> Apparently, after he divorced Corbin's mom, okay. right, he marries another woman who'd previously been divorced, which is a lot of divorce for the early 1900s, really I feel is. like. Yeah. Yeah. They got married really soon after the divorce came through. Okay. And her first husband was riding the streetcar. And he saw Kirtland and he waited until he was getting off the car and he yells, you son of a bitch, get off the car. And he kicks him <laughs> off the trolley. <laughs> so, so he falls off the steps into the mud and his hat goes flying. And apparently Kirtland, whatever else his, his geniuses were for architecture, did not want to scrap okay. with his wife's ex because he just grabbed his hat and left. He was oh, like, all Jesus. right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of his friends said, not Kirtland's friends, but the first husband friend said, yeah. Jack told me that he'd been waiting for a chance to plug Cutter for some time, and this was the first opportunity he had to deliver the chastisement. <laughs> the chastisement? What? 
So apparently you and I, I hate when people are like, oh my God, I was born in the wrong century. I so should have been like in the 20s. But clearly you and I were meant for 1910 Spokane, if for no other reason than to watch this unfold in real time. And Oh, I know. Oh, God. How cool would it be to see this hell trolley with dudes kicking each other off and <laughs> you want a retraction in the newspaper, so you bring your dueling pistols in your second, apparently. Yeah. Oh. yeah, you bring your second like you do, except it's unlike a duel in that you don't give the other guy any warning that mm. you're coming. Yeah, no. Surprise! It's a duel. <laughs> Hello. I By which like we mean murder. You. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is just what they call murder. Yeah. Yeah, the Wild West was not over out here for a while. It may still not be. I'm no, not sure. I don't think it is. Would you be my second but in a duel? Don't duel. If I could debate with the other person and get you out of it. Wow. wow. That's what a second is for. Wow, that is not the answer I expected. Okay, well, I guess I'm on my own the next time I want a retraction printed, so that's good to know. <laughs> No. I've listened to Hamilton 720 times since it came out. You're never going to get me to agree to a duel. Good lord. I'm not, uh, it's okay. That was an estimate. That's okay. <laughs> We're, yeah, that was a, a conservative estimate. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, let's We continue. would listen to it twice a day on our road trip when we drove out from North Carolina. Twice a day? Oh, mm -hmm. Matt is a patient man. Oh, no. We had to get our, our duets perfect. Maybe you can bring him on the show sometime because clearly yes. I'm not actually your best friend if you won't be my second in a duel. So let's continue the story with now my just good friend who wouldn't duel for me. I need a lot of reassurance, don't I? <laughs> You've got a lot going on, mm. but you like hypotheticals. Yeah. Can you just tell me that you'd be my second in a duel? That's I just want to hear it. I just want to have that sound bite. Here we go, Devin. If we are ever back in 1910 Spokane. and you need a second for a duel, mm -hmm. yes, in Spokane, I'll be your second. Thank you. You feel better? I feel a lot better. I, I mean, I felt better until you had that sass mouth, do you feel better? But I'm going to just not hear that, and, and I do feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boo. I know, oh, I know you got my back. Anyway. I do. The hell trolley really captures the spirit of the whole Manitou endeavor from oh, the yeah. beginning to the end okay. of a lot of energy and not a lot of competence in the execution. It's how I cook. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. In, in the early days, they had a lot of other attractions going on. This was a big park Okay. And people love to come out. There's no TV. They had 10-foot-wide checkerboards with 1-foot-wide checkers that people would push around with metal poles. Wow! Doesn't that sound fun? Super slow they shuffleboard. They horseshoe courts. They had an old-fashioned lawn bowling green. All right. Once they had movies, there was actually somebody who lived in the neighborhood who would put up a screen and show movies every weekend, which is really sweet. How sweet. Yeah. And most notably, they had a zoo. Had it a had zoo. a whole, it, it had all the incompetence and energy that really brings us together. Oh, it yeah. had grizzly bears, yeah. polar bears, monkeys, elk, deer, cougars, buffalo, emu, bobcats, owls, 
It had all the stuff because this was not a zoo where all the city fathers, the ring, sat down together and said, we should have a zoo. It was a zoo where some park people found some beavers in the pond and they fenced it off. (laughs) And they went, hooray, we have a zoo now. (laughs) Okay. Close enough. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And they kept getting things donated or they would purchase them. Yeah. And it was not... mm, One of the myths about Manitou is that the famous Olmstead brothers who were responsible for Central Park designed it. They didn't. They did some consulting, though. Okay. And they looked at it and they said, you got to get rid of that stupid zoo. Thank God. You don't know what you're doing. Thank God. Uh, They they ignored them for about 30 years. (laughs) Some notable incidents of the Manitou Zoo. Of course, most notable, nine-year-old Elizabeth Harris was feeding the bears and one of them grabbed her arm and ripped it clean off. God damn it. Of course yeah. it did. Of course it did. Yeah. Mm, okay. Depending on the account, it's not clear whether she hopped a fence and that's how she got too close or the fences were just not far enough away from the bears in the first place. I'm going to bet it's the second. Yeah, that's my guess. <laughs> she, like a sweetheart, asked that the bear not be punished. Oh, Which kiddo. is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't his so fault. So if you... No. If you go up behind the Park Bench Cafe, okay. you can actually see some iron bars poking out of the rock that were part of the bear cage. Is- and they still have the ring where they chained up the bears while they cleaned the cage. Now, given that they had grizzlies, polar bears, probably other bears, I don't know if this is where the arm-eaten bears were or if yeah. this was different bears. Yeah. I think... You solved a mystery for me because I've seen those bars before and wondered what they were. Yeah. Oh, how cool that is, is that? How cool yeah. is that? What's the Park Bench Cafe now is actually part of the original zoo. It was where you would buy peanuts to feed the monkeys at the monkey house. <laughs> Another great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed the monkeys didn't rip anybody's arm off given that. <laughs> I on the ferry I listened to it on the ferry this weekend I listened to a story told by a very loud woman several seats away about going to Indonesia and how the monkeys mm-hmm. there were all pickpockets and so you were warned if you went out into the city if you could don't wear anything with clothes because uh the monkeys see pockets or don't wear anything with clothes you don't were- wear anything with clothes <laughs> you were warned. completely nude <laughs> Well, maybe that would have been a better idea. You weren't supposed to wear any kind of jewelry, anything that dangled. Maybe don't wear glasses. Don't wear pockets on your clothing, if possible, because the monkeys were just going to, they were going to go ape shitless, and they would <gasps> rifle through everything and then tear anything they could off of you, like glasses or necklaces or whatever. Um, so I feel like having a house where you buy peanuts is for the monkeys is... I don't know. Is that a good idea because you're giving them some peanuts and then running away? Or is it just encouraging them to be even more brazen? Given the way that this zoo was generally run, I'm going to guess it was a bad idea. Yeah, you think so? help them make money. Yeah. That's just how I assess it. So some other news that I found about Manitou as -hmm. I was flipping through the Spokane press. Okay. They actually lost a bear at one point. What? It got out. What? And they gave up looking for it after four days. (laughs) You 
don't get to do that. You don't get I know. to do that. This is a residential area. <laughs> you don't get to have your charismatic megafauna escape a zoo and just go, whoopsie daisy. Well, oopsie. <laughs> I hope it was one of the grizzlies. Because if it was, I'm sure it just made its way over to Browns Mountain or the Palouse or something that was unincorporated at the time, and it was fine. Probably. Yeah, it probably just moved on with its life. But any time elk would wander down the railroad tracks, they would just be like, here you go for the zoo. (laughs) And the mayor, he was the former mayor at the time, Frank Boyd, he had a hobby of stalking the zoo. This was something he enjoyed doing, apparently. And at one point in 1905, he showed up in the papers. This was a story that I wanted to text you. And I was like, no, save it. Save it for the show. Oh, I can't wait. He brought the zookeepers, these creatures, and he said, here are some baby wolverines for you. Actually, he just said, here are some wolverines for you. And they said, sir, these are coyote puppies. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) He paid 40 bucks for those things. Oh, man. That's a lot of money in 1905 for some coyote puppies. At least. (laughs) Yeah. Coyote puppies should have been like 10 bucks a pop, man. That's (laughs) max. Yeah. There was still a bounty on coyotes at this point. Like, you could sell the pelts. (laughs) For more than that, right? No, I I don't think that much. (laughs) No, <laughs> no. Okay. God bless him. Well, he had no way to make that money back. Would tell he- you what, you tell me if this is too sad, because I later found an article that the headline was Monkeys Drown Coyote Puppies. <laughs> oh, no. I hate that story. <laughs> That's too sad. Fucking asshole monkeys. No, <laughs> no peanuts for them. What no. What were the monkeys doing to be close enough to the coyote puppies? <laughs> this was the half-ass Rex Eddie Zoo. Oh, what a Rex. <laughs> and then it became Walk in the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout oh, out God to bless. any 80s and 90s babies growing up in Spokane. You'll know what we mean. Yeah, seriously. They shut down the zoo in 1932 because it was God. too expensive. And it disrupted the neighbors. Yeah. Imagine living near this thing. And yeah. not only are they constantly losing bears and whatnot, but you're also hearing and smelling these animals all the time. Oh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. That was the end of the zoo attempt. Okay. It's still not been great for animals at Manitou. In 2008, yeah. I remember this happening. Oh, Remember? I remember when that happened. (laughs) I remember when that happened. I know almost all the koi in the Japanese garden got killed by a virus because somebody dumped their goldfish in the pond. Don't dump your stupid garbage feeder fish in the pond with these creatures that can live to be a hundred years old. Don't do it. I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it for you. Some of those fish were 30 years old. Some of them had been there since 1974 when the stupid thing got created. And then somebody was like, oh, I don't have the chops to tell Timmy I'm going to kill his goldfish, yeah. so let's go dump it in the pond yep. and pretend that's going to work out. Oh, okay, you just killed like 40 fish. Yep. This is where so the goldfish So they restocked go. it. Yeah, that's, don't, people, don't do it. Don't. Anyway, 
koi are like the only fish that I would actually get, but I don't have a house to put them in. But they're so cool. They can live for so long. And they're smart and they have personalities. I just like koi. Anyway. Your, your first mistake <laughs> is thinking that they need a whole house, Liz. <laughs> I think you could actually have a couple once you get past that hangout. <laughs> I just really want them to have the space to spread out, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. I don't want to have to share a bathroom. <laughs> I have been to your house when there are fish tanks in the bathrooms. So it's a funny thing to say, but it's also true in your case. If I were in charge of Manitou, I would have given up on animals a lot sooner. Yeah. The last thing I found, now all you see is people walking their dogs and there's ducks, basically. Yeah. And sometimes some Canada geese. Up through 2012, they actually had swans that yeah. they tried to maintain there. Yeah. They just gave up because the last pair got run over. I Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If that came mm -hmm. up in your... That was what I remembered when it happened when you said that. Because they've had several pairs of swans yeah. get run over or hurt. Um, I heard that the the pair in 2012 was actually... It wasn't a breeding couple. They had... Um, it was a pair of male swans who had pair bonded. And were just Aww. like BFF buddies. Or, you know, whatever. Maybe they were more than friends. I didn't ask. But they were... Um, <laughs> Yeah, they weren't breeding swans. They were just hanging out and having a good time, and then they got run over, which is really sad. Yeah. Again, it's debatable whether somebody did that on purpose or not, though, because if they were just hanging out, it's a fairly motorized park it really in that is. sense that yeah. there's a lot of places you can take your car Absolutely. and a lot of parking spots. Mm. Yeah, poor babies. Well, I'm glad that Manitou's given up on keeping animals. Yeah. I think they're a lot better at flowers. Yes, it is a gorgeous park. If you haven't been there, the Japanese gardens are gorgeous. Yes. The Duncan Gardens, I actually have a secret about that, too. Have you noticed? <gasps> you Well, you've presumably noticed that they are sunken. You yes. take steps down into them. Yes. That was not a design decision. No, that was it? was Really? No. Once upon a time, somebody was digging in there, some kids, and realized the dirt was really good. So okay. everybody on the South Hill for years would come get their garden dirt from right there. <laughs> That's why it's so much lower than the rest of the park. <laughs> People just if, walked off with it. If you've never been to Manitou, you need to realize you go down a lot of steps to get It's a very long, formal garden. This is huge. People took, mm -hmm. people took a stadium's worth of dirt. What yeah. is wrong with people? It just walked off. <laughs> it's like a reverse, Apparently. reverse Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, people? Yep. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So that's what happened to that. And they decided, okay, well, we'll make a formal garden, the sunken garden. And when the superintendent who did that retired, they renamed it after him. And that's why it's Duncan Gardens. No, no, no. It's because they couldn't call it the sunken gardens. And they're like, what sounds really similar? Duncan. Yep. That's why. The Duncan like, sunken gardens. The Duncan sunken gardens. <laughs> A couple other cool mm. things in the park. 
The rose garden is beautiful, of course. The lilacs are beautiful. I love Geyser Conservatory. And around Christmas, they will put lights on everything. Yes. So it's very, very pretty. Very sweet. I I like to go there in the winter, honestly, and just breathe some oxygen because it's so (laughs) dry and so cold for so long. You just feel better being in some heat and being around some plants. Yeah, you really do. One other highlight, if you're there, there's a linden tree in the park near Grand. You can look it up. Okay. There's reasonable evidence that Helen Keller planted it. Mm. Because she was in town. She came through Spokane a good couple times when she was a big public figure. Okay. And there was a guy who died in 98 or so. That Tony and Suzanne, the people who wrote this book, talked to. And he said, yeah, I remember when I was in about third grade going to a ceremony and Helen Keller planted this linden tree. Because she was really all about trees. She had two trees that when she was a kid, she connected to a lot. There was yeah. an oak and a linden. Okay. And she, they were almost her friends because, you know, she was so well, shut off isolated, from the world. Yeah. yeah. That she loved sort of the texture and the smell of all this. So... Wow. I like to believe that she planted that linden tree. I wow. think that would be cool. I would there's like no to believe that too. There's no documentary evidence. Okay. Yeah, there's no plaque or anything. Okay. But I hope it's true. That would be cool. I think that would be cool. Mm. Yes. Oh, I love that. I had no <laughs> idea of the Helen Keller connection. Yeah. That's really I had never neat. heard of that. Yeah. One more mystery from 2012. I was not in town for it, and I'm putting out an appeal that if Anybody listening to this knows more, definitely contact us, even mm-hmm. if it's off the record. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Spokane Cereal Stackers? Are they... They are made they, these... Go ahead. Are they rock stackers? If only. They made pyramids out of picnic tables. <laughs> and they... They did this a lot of times, and every time the parks department, don't start it up again, guys, I'm not endorsing this, but they would stack up like 36 tables in a pyramid overnight. They did it at Riverfront Park, too, but then they started doing it in Manitou, and then they put up a bunch of reflector lights that were from roadblock signs. (laughs) And so... On the last one that I heard about, it said, we heard that our riverfront table pyramids cost $500 each to remove, yet they only took four teams 25 minutes to assemble sans equipment. Please stop wasting taxpayer dollars. And (laughs) the note concludes, with hard work, anything is possible. (laughs) And apparently also alluded to the idea that it is art. I will say I'm pretty impressed because moving one picnic table is hard. Oh, yeah. Getting 36 of them into a stack is pretty impressive. But the Parks Department was not impressed or entertained by this garbage situation. And I don't know what happened. I guess there was a Facebook group and it's closed now. I'm sure. And we do not know what that was about or why. Okay. Yeah. Well... Uh, Ian, Andrew, and Zach, I know you listen, and I'm looking at you. I, I'm not accusing you, but I am looking nope. at you. We just want you to use your rich ties to the benevolently destructive dirtbag community. Yeah. <laughs> and find out. 
<laughs> what happened with these stacks? Yeah. And and what's going to happen next? Yeah. What are you going to do next? What are you going to stack next? And how did you do it so efficiently? Maybe this is the thing. Maybe in Manitou, you can only do things that are impressive if they make no sense. If and if you try to do something logical like a trolley or a zoo, it's just going to have sparks <laughs> shooting out of it and bears running away. I love it. Oh, goodness. <sighs> goodness. Those are my mysteries of Manitou Park. Or my Those are my secrets of Manitou Park, I should say. And they're not secrets anymore. Now you know. Not secrets Helen anymore. Helen Keller tree, remnants of the zoo, uh-huh. a sunken garden that got reverse Shawshanked. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. It really yeah. did. Um, yeah. While we're talking about Manitou and Spokane, I'm going to put a plug in for... I'm not affiliated with them, but the Friends of Manitou do a plant sale uh, a couple of times a year, right? Or at least every spring. And you can just get some Mm -hmm. amazing native plant species from them. It's for a great cause because all that money goes back into Manitou. Maybe if you buy enough plants, they'll have enough money to raise the Duncan Gardens back up to eye fucking (laughs) level or something. (laughs) <laughs> or sponsor a picnic table stacking contest. Why don't they do that? Make some money off Bring of it. Bring back the giant checkers. Bring back the That's giant what I checkers. Say. All right. All right. Liz, if there was one <laughs> thing from Manitou's past that we could resurrect, what would it be? Is that it? Ooh. That's a good question. I think they should bring back the movie nights, actually. I think that'd be really cute. Yeah. If you're in Spokane and you're by Manitou and you want to do a movie night, you have to go down to, uh, what is that? The shop in Perry. The shop down on Perry, yeah. Yeah. And I know neither you or I are ever going to pull this off because we are not going to have enough money to live next to Manitou Park. Oh, God. If you saw, oh, Devin, if you saw how much these houses went for when they were starting this thing up you would punch a wall is it gonna break my heart yeah and your wall and my wall because it's just (laughs) that upsetting it was like hundreds of dollars stop it (laughs) i know with furnishings so 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 when we go back to 1910 and we're dueling and we're playing giant checkers and watching movies we got to get in on some real estate we do my goodness Mm -hmm. if you're not from spokane the area around manitou for many reasons is so desirable and when husband and i move back we want the manitou or cannon hill area and there, I, <laughs> guess who's never going to afford that? Oh, I know. Yeah. You uh, better ask your history boyfriend to get you some money and land in the past and buy it up for you, dude. I'm going to say that my history boyfriend can't do it as much as your history boyfriend, Anthony Cannon, who has his own district named after him. <laughs> uh, my history boyfriend lost all of his money in the railroad that he wanted to put through a cemetery i don't even know what's going on with history boyfriend um i have i have a new history boyfriend and he's over here in seattle and i'll tell him about i'll tell you about him in a future episode but he is uh mr butterworth he's not related to the pancake lady I was going to say, so you could be Mrs. Butterworth. I could be Mrs. Butterworth. No, I just want to be his mistress. He had a couple of wives, and they didn't last very long. And he was also 
Well, no, I can't tell you. I can't give it away. But he can't tell me. Ooh, he good was, teaser though. It's a good teaser. That's what I'm here for. I would like for us to use a Ouija board. I know we said we were anti Ouija board, but I think that we should try to contact our history boyfriends and uh, you know see if they they feel the same way about us. We should make a whole list, but I should probably wait because I've got a couple other very interesting people that I, I'm proud because I've done some research actually about two guys who do not even have Wikipedia articles. Shit. They are all the way out there. They are banana pants. And I'm looking forward to telling you more about <laughs> them wait. as we move forward. I can't. If, if you don't have a Wikipedia article, do you exist in this day and age? I don't know. But there's bootlegging, bank robbing. Fiance swapping is a whole thing. Oh, hot damn. It's going to be good. Hot damn. So, you've been listening to Ouija Broads. If you like the show, please rate us, review us, and subscribe on iTunes. And don't raise any questions with iTunes about the one review we do have from somebody who has the same name as me on Facebook. <laughs> we are on Facebook. <laughs> ball rolling <laughs> you did have to get the well there's a decals on there now that rated us so don't High five. please review us on itunes so it's less transparent Gosh. we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on twitter i've been posting some other little stories that i found about manito as i went and thank you for listening and stay wild weird and wonderful out there stay weird we love you <laughs> <laughs> We love you. <laughs> Liz is really feeling it today, kids. <laughs>